Welcome back to another Thirsty Thursday edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rolski. To my right, Corey with the K on the ones and twos and across the table, my main man, DG. What up, DG? What up, Rolski? Good to be with you. How was your weekend? I heard we, uh, ah. I heard we overcame some adversity. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, earlier this week, I, uh, me and my wife made a purchase. Pretty excited about it. You know, these side by side things are big time nowadays. And we decided we needed to get one to hang with the rest of our buddies. They all got them. So I found a good deal this week. Me and my buddy Clint went over and picked it up and brought it home. So I was really excited for Friday evening because, you know, it's going to be my first, first good ride on it. Get loaded up, got the cooler packed up, ready for a night of riding. Pull out of the driveway, go down the road a little bit, and I'm like, holy shit, what just happened? So I pull over, and I'm like, man, something ain't right here. And I'm just like, dude, this thing's like brand new. Why? There shouldn't be nothing wrong with this thing. So then, you know, I call my buddy, buddy, and I call Clint, and they, like, I was going to Buddy's house to ride, and, like, I was, didn't even get even a quarter of the way there, and this thing's broke down already, so, you know, I call him up, he comes and meets me, and he, he, he just thinks he's, like, some mechanic, and he knows what the hell he's doing, so he, he hops in, he's like, what happened, what happened, I'm like, dude, it started squealing, like, it stuttered a little bit, and I just pulled over, okay, I said, I think it's probably the belt. I'm not 100% sure. He's like, well, it move. I said, yeah, it'll move, but it makes a terrible sound, and I don't want to move it. Right. I'd rather just put it on a trailer and let's get the hell out of here and find out what's wrong with it. But no, you know, he's like a pit crew pit crew member. He hops in here. He goes, ah. He goes, I'm going to see if it'll move. Okay, go for it. And well, you know, it starts making this horrible sound, and he just hits the gas and starts going down, down the road. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, where are you going? It's not right. You're destroying my machine. Yeah, so I hop in his machine, and I start following him. And then he makes the, makes him, he made it 200 feet, if that. And then, boom, there there, there it went, and, like, it, it just wouldn't. Wouldn't do anything. No. It's because the belt blew. I blew a belt, which whenever I pulled over, it was starting to go. So it ripped it. Yes. It was starting to go. That's why I stopped. But he decided, uh, I'm just going to take off in this thing. And it really, I mean, it, when I say it blew, it blew. We took it apart the next day and like it was dry rotted to hell. And then the, uh, there's like kind of like string that it's made of. So yeah. when it blew, it wrapped around the clutches. I mean, it was a shit show. And it wouldn't have been a shit show if my buddy, buddy wouldn't have hopped in there thinking he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, we got it. We got it. I went to Jackson, picked up a new belt, got it fixed. Thanks, Clint, for helping me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to go. Runs like a scalded dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good to hear you got it You got it up and running there. Um, you know, talking about side-by-sides real quick, how many How many of our buddies have one, own one? Uh, several. One, two, three, four. I mean, almost a bunch of people that live around here. Yeah. Yeah, probably like six or seven of us, probably. Okay. And then... A few years back, you had a jet ski, didn't you? 
Yeah, we. I mean, we go through our. We go through Dude, our. Dude, that's that was my point. Like, I was talking to one of my friends from you know I live in a town twenty about twenty five minutes over and and I, I don't know why we were talking about it, but I got to talking about my my high school buddies and like all my friends I grew up with and I still hang out with a lot. And I said, man, they're weird, man. They go through these phases. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, they just go through these phases where somebody will buy something and then everybody else will buy one and everybody else will get into it for a while. But then sooner or later, a new phase come, you know, comes along and they're like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, for example, you know, about five years ago, they all, they're, they're all in like their mid twenties and everybody decides that they're going to start paintballing again. You remember that phase? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The paintball phase. I remember our, one of our buddies, he went into like a Dunham sports and dropped like a grand and a half on paintball stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, that was the big thing for like a year. Everybody just was paintballing all the time. Yeah. And that, that shit was expensive. So I, I said, you know what? I'm not going to buy nothing. So I got him. I got in my gun safe. I grabbed one of my, my pistols. I got a hold of a guy. I said, hey, you want to trade your paintball equipment for this pistol? He said, sure. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm in. Here we go. Yep. Just like that. Got a new paintball gun. Got new gear. Yeah. Just like that. And so that lasted for a while, but then everybody kind of got tired of it. But then the thing was Groms. You remember the Groms? Oh, I had mine for a good one month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bought a brand new Grom and I rode that thing for one month. And everybody was like, yeah, let's get some Groms, man. We'll get a Grom gang going. We'll be burning up the back roads of Frankfurt. So that, then that, then, you know. And then there was the the jet skis. Jet skis were about 18, 19, 20 years old when we all had them. Yep. And now I guess it's the side by sides, but hey. Well, I had we I had one before and I sold it already. Well, before side by sides, we all had the four wheelers. Yeah, and the four wheelers, yeah. Because we all had four wheelers because that's all we could afford at the time. You know, we're young bucks. These side by sides are expensive. Right. I mean, unless you're taking a loan out to get one, I mean, they're expensive. So we all had the four wheelers and then one of our buddies got a side-by-side, and then another buddy got a side-by-side. Then the four-wheelers kind of went away, and I got a side-by-side. And then we got out of that, and, you know, three years later, here I am with another one. I wonder what the fa- the the phases will be like 30 years from now. It's hard to tell, man. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. Our, I mean, then our kids will be the same way. I mean, if I mean, think about it. I mean, the, look at what we did when in our 19s and 20s. What are they going to be doing, say, when we're 60 years old? Who knows, man? <laughs> you think you think kids will still be hanging out outside doing that type of stuff? I hope so. 20 years from now? I do, too. I hope so. For the sake of society, I, ho- I hope so. These damn iPads are ruining them. They need to get outside, get in the dirt, yeah. play some churchyard get baseball, away from those play screens. some football. Yeah, all. But anyway, how was your weekend? Pretty good. Good. Not real eventful. Yeah. Just kind of hung out. Um, yeah. I not, drank not, a lot. I drank a lot of beer on Saturday. Really? Yeah. That seems out of the ordinary for you. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I drank a lot Saturday. Well, it's because now, I, when you say I was lot, stressed out. I was stressed out because of the. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know. I didn't exactly know what was wrong with it. So I, you know, I went down there. Woke up early, which I usually don't do on Saturdays. I mean, I'd have woke up, you know, eight o'clock if you call that early. I mean, I'm usually sleeping until 10 probably on Saturday, but I got down there as soon as I could, got that part. And the whole way I'm thinking like, man, I hope it's not nothing serious. 
which I didn't think it was, but you know, you never know. So, you know, I picked up a case of beer and went out there and stressed out, man. They're just going down like water. Like, I really don't know what I'm doing, like working on it. So I'm just kind of watching him work on it yeah. and asking all kinds of questions. And he was getting pissed at me. He's like, get away from my shoulder, back up. Everything's going to be fine. Let me do this. And we'll get it running, and then we can go ride it. Yeah, I can't blame you, though. I mean, it's your... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I spent a lot of money on side this thing. Side and yeah, you're just trying to learn. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to depend on him to fix it. I was just time. I was just a annoying guy. Yeah, I get like, that. Like, hey, you sure that's, that too. are you sure that's what you're supposed to be doing? Is that how it's supposed to be done? He just got mad at me. Yeah. But, you know, once I knew he was getting frustrated, I was doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to. Yeah, but anyway, moving on. Um... We posted a contest on Facebook about our game day food fantasy draft. And before we before we uh, tell you guys the results of that draft, I want to bring this up. I think it was on Wednesday night. It would have been, yeah, this past Wednesday. The night I posted on Facebook so you guys could vote on it. I got a text from my main man, DG, across the table. And I quote, it says, I got your ass on this one, bub, with a crown emoji, like he's the king. <laughs> Thoughts on that, DG? <laughs> yeah, uh, you posted it, and I'm hawkeyeing it for like the next half hour after you post it. And I'm like, I'm just waiting on the votes to come in. I'm like, come on, baby, call my number, call my number. You had the early lead, a big lead. I know, and that's what I just thought. I'm gonna run away with this when it's done. It's over with. So I, I didn't even, I you know, I quit checking. And I don't know, man. I checked, went back and checked it the next day, and this is a different story. The tables kind of turned a little. The tables turned a little bit. So running out the order here, Uncle Buck got fourth place out of four. Corey with a K came in third. DG second. Rolski first. So what do you think? What do you guys think did it? You think the wings were popular in the chili? That's what I think. The wings and chili. Yeah, wings was solid. And I remember wings fell to like the third fourth, third fourth or fourth pick. overall pick. Fourth yeah. overall pick. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves wings. I just the guys that we had doing the draft, yeah. They just you you know, you're a way bigger wing guy than any of us. So I think that's why you got to snag it. But yeah, wings are a fan favorite for sure. That probably helped. Um Uncle Buck just had too much. His water chestnuts probably threw them off a little bit. Yeah, he just had too much like artsy shit on his list, man. He just didn't he didn't have this the fan favorites, the tried and true all American. You know what I mean? Like he's 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 picking stuff out of some, you know, fancy ass cookbook he picked up somewhere in some Barnes and Noble somewhere, game day snacks or whatever. (laughs) That's that's why he got last, but but I you know the best man won, so yeah, hey, yeah, t- hey, tip of the cap to you. Right, I just wanted, to, I just wanted to bring that up. You, you might have, sh- you shot your shot a little too early there. I did, but you know, it is what it is. All good, man. It's all in fun. Another thing I want to bring up before we get into the fact of the pod, I got a Snapchat from DG this week, and it, and it kind of, it kind of just, it kind of just made me want to have a little bit of argument here. Not really an argument, but he sent me a Snapchat of. Five guys, the outside of the restaurant, and he says, best burger in town. Really? 
You like five guys that much. I stand by that snap. Really? I sent that to you and probably 25 of other, of other people I have on Snapchat. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about that on the way here because I thought you might bring it up. I mean, I, I, mean, I just really want to know why you like it so much. When you order a cheeseburger anywhere, yeah. Who who's the star of the cheeseburger? What's the star? What's the main attraction of the cheeseburger? The meat. The meat. The meat, exactly. So I think that's why I like Five Guys the most is because the meat, it's grilled right there in front of you. It's grilled to order. It's thick, it's juicy, it's always it's always piping hot on the inside. Natural. Natural. It's not, it hadn't, you're not sitting at a restaurant, hadn't been sitting under a heat lamp for 15 minutes waiting on everybody else you're with's food to come up and yeah. be ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you walk in, they grill it, they put it on the, the, it, they, and they make it to order. So like whatever you want on it. If you just say cheeseburger, they're going to put cheese on it and that's it. You want something else on it? Okay. What, you know, tell me what else you want on it. So they make it to order. I love the fact that. When you walk in there and you say, give me a cheeseburger, it automatically comes with two patties. It's automatically a double cheeseburger. But they just say it's a cheeseburger on the menu. Can you get a single? Does it be- if you only want one patty, you got to say, give me a little cheeseburger. Okay. So I like that because, you know, I'm, I'm about the hardiness. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like yeah. the protein. Okay. So I like that, man. They probably, they probably put eight ounces of beef on that thing. Now... It's not cheap, you know. A cheeseburger is going to run you probably between six and seven bucks without fries. But I stand by it. And the other, the other thing I don't like about a lot of cheeseburgers at a lot of other restaurants and a lot of other places is they get way too fancy with the buns. They just oh, it's on a it's on a pretzel bun. It's on a you know fancy sourdough yeah. with sesame seed. Blah blah blah. Like, who gives a shit? It's about the meat. Yeah. It's about what's in between. Okay. The the meat is the star of the movie. The bun is just a supporting actor. Nobody really cares. Yeah. Okay. You're just there to to, to fill your role. Okay. The meat is the LeBron. The bun's Alex Caruso. Don't try to don't try to do too much. Okay. Just you know, you're there to support the meat. What else do you get on it? Who else is on the supporting cast? I mean, me personally, I like how many options they have there, too. I like that, but I always just go with the trusty ketchup, a little bit of mayonnaise. I like uh, grilled um, mushrooms on mine, and that's it. Really? That's it. Grilled mushrooms? Yeah. You okay. throw, throw some mushrooms on there, and they grill them. They throw them on the grill. Yeah. They're not They're not twisting the cap off of the jar off of the shelf and throwing a couple soggy mushrooms on there. They grill them up. So the hell with... Onions, the hell with tomato, the hell with lettuce, See, I the don't, hell with pickle. Exactly. That's too That's too much veggie, right? It's not about the veggie. About the meat. If you want veggies, go get a side salad. Don't put it all on my, my burger. Don't spoil my meat like that. Okay. So, Five Guys. It's basically a chain. It's a chain restaurant. Sure. Okay. Now, let me, let me ask you this. You sent me this picture in our local town. It's called Chillicothe. We've talked about that many times on this podcast. Have you been to any of the locally owned restaurants that aren't chain that have good burgers in this town? Now, let me just, I'm just going to throw you a few names out there. 
I'm not saying they're the best, but I've heard people say. I, I can guess one of them that you're going to say. Taylor's. Yeah, I've had a Taylor's burger. Taylor's Brothers Saloon. Damn good. Damn good burgers at Taylor's. Yeah. Damn good. Fry them right there. Yep. Right in front of you. They door just, just like five guys. Yeah. And they're meaty. They are. I'm giving five guys the edge. What about the cozy? I've had a cozy burger. Damn good cozy burgers. Five guys got the edge. Five guys got the edge. All right. I'm standing by it. Man. Yeah, I saw I told you I wouldn't go argue with you. I just wanted to I just wanted to hear your yep. opinion why you think five guys was so and then you, you answered that. What about Sunburger? You ever had a Sunburger? I'm not a fan. Oh. No, nah, not a fan of Sunburger. They're ain't, they ain't bad. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're not. I've only, like I said, five guys, the reason I kind of gave you, I'm a cheap ass. Everybody here knows it. And I'm not going to go in there and get a burger for 6 or $7, you know, without getting fries, you know what I mean? And it's really it's really not like a, I mean, I guess it is. It's not a sit-down restaurant. It's, I mean, it's kind of like, and I wouldn't call it fast food, but it, it kind of is. I mean, is. it is, yeah. It is. It follows that kind of business model. Yeah. But... That doesn't offend me, and that doesn't throw me off the scent. Um, and I don't – the other thing is you can't go every week. You can't go get a Five Guys burger every every two weeks. No, you burn your ass weeks. out. Right. I go, I go maybe three times a year. Okay. And when I go, it's never disappoints. I've never had a bad burger ever from Five Guys. Do you like their fries? I do. I prefer their Cajun fries. But that's something else I love about that place. The first time I went to a Five Guys – they took kind of long on my order. Like, I was standing there for a while, and there really wasn't very many people there. I got a burger and fries, Cajun fries. And uh, finally, my order comes up, and they hand me a, the, the paper bag that it comes in. And I got the burger that was sitting on top. And this thing was probably half. It was a big paper bag, and this thing was probably half full of fries. They just dumped the fries in the bottom. And so I take my I take my burger off the top, and I look down, and I'm like, that is a shitload of fries down there. Like, they must have they must have hooked me up because I had to wait on my order. Well, I went in there next time. They got me my order lickety split. Still gave me the same amount of fries. That's something else I like about it, man. They don't skimp on the fries. Load you up. They load you up. You get what you pay for it. I got. I'm with you. It's pricey. You get what you pay for. All right, there you guys have it. DG loves Five Guys. Glad we got that settled. Moving on, fact of the pod. DG, you got one for us? I got one. So uh, I did a little research today, and I found uh, found this interesting. How, how long did it take you to find it? 45, about 45 minutes. Whew. Yeah, I was looking for a while. I wanted a good one. Some There's a lot of interesting ones out there, but a lot of them are just pretty lame. It's like, who really cares? I mean, this one's not much different. Bring but, the heat. Okay. So... Most Korean people don't have armpit odor. Huh. That's really? a, that's not a that's not a subjective thing. That's not an opinion, that's a fact. Only 0.006% of the Korean population have what's called the ABCC11 gene, which is the responsible gene for armpit odor. Only 0.006% of Koreans even have the gene. So, as a result, deodorants aren't really sold in Korea. There's no market for deodorants there. So, it's not, they still sweat, but it just doesn't stink like it does in other countries. Huh. That is interesting. So, they're saving money on deodorant. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yearly. <laughs> I smell good over there. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. All right. That's interesting. You know, I would, you know, I mean, like I said, I, I guess that's why we have this segment. Yeah. Because I just learned something today. <laughs> the more you know. The fact one, two, six, seven, four, five gene. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. Corey with K. All right. Uh, going to do another sports one. Uh, this weekend, Aaron Rodgers threw a pick six, which is very rare for him in his career. He has over 6,500 pass attempts in his career, and is, and that was the third one he's ever thrown. 6,500 attempts and only three pick sixes. Yeah. Uh, so compare that to an older guy, uh, Joe Namath. He played multiple years, 10-plus years. He only attempted 3,500 passes, and he had 28 pick sixes. And they, they – I mean – a lot of people think Joe Namus one of the greatest. Oh, yeah. 28 so pick six. That's, pr- that's pretty rare. Huh. Yeah. Speaking of the Packers, they looked like dog shit yesterday. <laughs> they did. My God. I sat down and I watched that game. I was excited. I said, we got Rodgers versus Brady. They, we, look, they look good early. We started off hot. First quarter. I'm like, man, here we go. Best team in the NFL. Let's go. Shit on that real quick. Man, I, I went to bed. A little after the first quarter, and I woke up this morning and looked at the score, and I was just like, you got to be shitting me. It was crazy. I couldn't believe my eyes. What time did you go to bed? It was on at 4.30. Pretty early. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Early bedtime last night. Huh? I, I bet. I thought it was a late one. That's all good. I must have just quit watching. Anyways, my fact. It's not really a fact. It's just interesting, I think. There's a sport called squirrel fishing in which participants try to catch squirrels and lift them into the air by using a nut on a fishing pole. (laughs) (laughs) On a fishing pole. So I got on YouTube. I seen this on the internet. I said, no way. Got on the internet and across seas, they love it. Like there's just like three people sitting on this big old tree branch up in a tree with a fishing pole and they just tie the string around like a peanut, a hard shell peanut and they'll throw it out and these squirrels will come up to it like a fish and they'll put it in their mouth. Like a squirrel just fit that whole peanut in its mouth and then they jerk it up like a fish and it's not got a hook or anything on it. Right. They just got the peanut in their mouth and that they, they like have a contest. How many squirrels can you catch? And if you can get it up off the ground and reel it up until the squirrel lets go, if you get it off the ground, it counts as a catch. (laughs) <laughs> squirrel fishing so like when you're watching these videos do these people got like are they like sponsored do they have like these sleek ass squirrel <laughs> no. fishing outfits no, on I, I think this is just a Oakley's no this is this is just a backyard fun game I think okay because these guys that have no sponsors no nothing they're just sitting up in a tree having the time of their life catching these squirrels on nuts that just sounds like <laughs> I can't believe that hadn't caught on in the U.S. I'm telling you, everybody because. listening out there, get on YouTube and type in squirrel fishing. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> These guys are eating this shit up. They're eating it up. So that's my fact. How's it going? Squirrel fishing. Corey with the K, I think we got a few voicemails here that we're going to play. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody.
Hey guys, so here's a question from the compound. The scenario is you're all alone, naked, in a deer blind, no su supplies. Would you stay the night from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. all alone if the prize is $1,000? All right, so let's break this down. It's a question from the compound. Local establishment. If you could get paid $1,000, would you stay all night in a deer blind, butt naked, no supplies, so no food, no, no, I mean, nothing, from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m.? Depending, let's just say, let's just say it's in the middle of deer season. Let's, let's make this a little bit harder on ourselves. So the middle of deer season, let's say December 1st. December 1st, $1,000, butt naked, in a deer blind. 10 p.m., 6 a.m. That's the middle. Starts in October, ends in February. So if it's if we're talking December 1st, it's got to be... It's probably going to be in the low 30s, maybe 20s. Yeah, at night. Yeah, I would say. So we're talking eight hours. It's in the, it's in naked. the, it's in the low 40s if you're lucky. But still, that's chilly, man. Yeah, but buck naked. So there's no way you're sleeping. The sleeping's out of the question. You better cuddle up in a ball. I just don't see that happening. I mean, what if? Okay, so let's say no to December. Is that your answer? Probably. I, I'm I'm not even worried about the thousand dollars. I'm just trying not to get hypothermia. Okay, so what about what about tonight? We're recording on October the nineteenth. I think the low tonight's like forty eight degrees. Would you do it for a thousand dollars? It's definitely more doable. Um, I, I give it, I definitely give it some more thought in the middle. I know it's not during deer season, but in the middle of summer, absolutely. So for me, it's all about the temperature tonight, 48 degrees low. You getting in up there in that deer blind eight hours. You can make a thousand bucks. I give it a shot. I might, I might, you know, I think I'm going to give it a shot too. I might wuss out, but I would definitely give it a, give it a go. Give it a go. Let's make, try to make it at least till 1am. See how we feel. If we can get through that first three hours. I think if you can get through the, the beginning of this thing, push away the first three hours, fight through it, you're going to be cold. It's a, it's going to be a mental battle. It's it's going to be a lot of mental toughness. Yep. And, I, and I don't think you can get hypothermia from 48 degrees. You're just going to be really cold. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, I think so. Let's just say we're doing it tonight. Me and DG will go out to my deer blind. I mean, we'll try to put like a net up or something. Or a, Blind, yeah, I so I don't want to see you naked. I don't, yeah, I don't want to see but, that either. Well, at least we could be there for moral support. Sure, we could cheer each other on. That would help. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're going to do it tonight. We're yeah. going to give her hell. Next voicemail. Fellas, come on. Chicken wings number four. Bullshit. Kegs and eggs at nine a.m. What the hell we tailgating for, boys? Cheerleading? <laughs> All right, so we say we, we'll take any voicemail sounds here. We got a disgruntled listener. Not happy about the game day foods draft. He was not happy about chicken wings falling to number four in that draft. Well, you know, and we were talking off air, I feel like a lot of people were surprised that chicken wings fell to four. I, and I called you a bunch yeah. of buffoons for letting it go that far. Yeah, I, I blame pickers two and three because number one has to be pizza. 
Because it's the easiest to feed a bunch multiple people. Hey, let's just grab a pizza. It's got to be number one. It's the easiest. Mine, my top two, chicken wings was one and pizza was number two. Yeah. I agree with that. There's no way it should have dropped. Who had the first? You had the first I pick. The first you pick. took pizza, pizza. And then I don't know what went on after that. Buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. I mean, I think Buck took the poppers. Yeah, something, Maybe. something weird. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> he's not happy about the chicken wings. And I mean, hey, I was the fourth pick. I took him, so he can't be mad at me for that one. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't blame him for being kind of upset about it. But I think the thing about our picks is we went with what we, what we like. You know what I mean? Yep. Not, we weren't trying to be crowd pleasers, but so I think that kind of factored into it. So yeah, I agree. And then moving on to the second part of his voicemail. He's, he's kind of mad. I think we mentioned kegs and eggs. I think I did, yeah. and I might have said 9 a.m. So he sounds like he's ready to go at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Because he's asking if we're tailgating for a cheerleading event at 9 a.m. <laughs> I mean, he's ready to watch High State versus Michigan. He's out there at 5 a.m. with the eggs going in the keg cold. You know, I'm not – if I'm going to be drinking all day long, if we're talking about an Ohio State-Michigan game that's a noon kickoff, I got to – me personally, I got to pace myself, man. It's going to be a long day. You know, I'm not a good day drinker. So I'm definitely going to sleep in and get a few extra winks in, rest up for the rest of the day, have a little more energy. That's just me. I mean, if, if this voicemail is any type of in, invite for a 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. event, Count Rolski in. I'm down for it. I can go all day. I ain't uh, scared. You've proven that multiple times. Yeah, I can go all Nobody's day. Nobody's doubting you. I'll be there. Moving on to the next segment. Actually, before we get moved on, I just want to let these guys know we do have a Old Canal Smokehouse gift card coming your way. Both of these voicemails came from the same local establishment, so you guys will be getting a $20 Old Canal Smokehouse gift card. Keep them voicemails coming, guys. we we got plenty more gift cards to give out. Moving on to the next segment. Our top five actors plus our favorite movie that they play in. DG, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you lead this one off. I usually lead off the top fives, but you do this one. And you said we're starting with one, right? We're going to do, yeah. You want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, so uh, we, it, it was real hard for the three of us to narrow our list down to five or six. So we all came in with probably 10 or 12. And we figured since we're all about the same age and we all like you know similar movies, that there's probably going to be some overlap. So... We're just going to start at the top, work our way down to the bottom, and if there is any overlap, then we're just going to bump that actor down on the list and just go to the next one. Yep, so that's, exactly. That's kind of how we're working this. But uh, my number one, and uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy choice to even get my list down to the 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 third. I got thirteen here, and it wasn't even easy to get those thirteen down. It was even harder to rate them one through thirteen. But my number one is going to be Tom Hanks. Um, I don't know how many. He's got to have at least one or two Oscars for best actor. I don't know. But I've always I've been enjoying his movies for years. And one of probably I don't know if it's my favorite movie he's ever been in, but one of them that really sticks out in my mind, Apollo 13. Yeah, that's a good one. My favorite Tom Hanks movie is Forrest Gump. I mean, it's one. Forrest Gump's yeah, way up. It's there. one of the most popular movies ever, and uh, that's my favorite. I learned something. This is another fun fact. His brother, uh, 
does the voices of Woody and stands in for Tom and Tom Hanks when it's not like the actual movie. So his brother's making money off of his his likeness and does the voices for everything else Woody that's not the actual movie. So he's making a bunch of money off like of that. Like video games and stuff? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And toys, cartoons, toys, toys, probably. Toys. Yeah, it's not actually his voice. It's his brother's voice giving him some money. That must be nice. Nice, yeah. <laughs> I'll, bet, I'll bet he makes a good living off of that. Just oh, that yeah. alone. I bet you that's what he does. And supposedly, I, I, in that same, I don't know where I heard this, but in the same, in uh, Forrest Gump, he's his brother's the one that's actually got all the facial hair when he's running, and at the end where he says, I'm tired. It's actually his brother. Really? That's what yeah, it's what that person said. Huh. So those are two facts I heard today, this week. All right, number one, Tom Hanks, DG. Corey K, what you got? Uh, so my number one, I'm going to use Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Okay. And Woody, I, I can't. I, I wrote like seven movies, so I'm, the first one I wrote down was Zombieland. He's, okay. he's so, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's he's a good one. Zombieland's my favorite, but I also have. Now you see me, Hunger Games, Semi Pro, Friends with Benefits, and White Man Can't Jump. White Man Can't Jump is probably my favorite. He's off so the whole funny list. in all of them. Classic. You know he's an Ohio boy. Yeah. Grew up in Lebanon. Yeah. Down Woody, there off Woody of seventy one. Man, White Man Can't Jump. I haven't seen that movie for a while. I used to watch that movie all the time. That's a good one. Good pick. My number one hasn't been picked yet. Um, Mark Wahlberg. I'm a big fan of his, and two of my favorite movies that he plays in. Actually, this movie is actually probably in my top five of all time movies I've ever seen. Lone Survivor. Have you guys ever seen Lone Survivor? You know, I I haven't watched it, not because I haven't heard how good it was. I know it's an excellent movie, but I know if I watch that, I got to be in a in a certain kind of mood to watch movies like that because I know it's going to be an emotional. You know, it's going to be an emotional kind of movie. So I guess I haven't watched it for that reason. But I've heard it's one of Uncle it's it's Uncle Buck's favorite all time movie. Oh yeah, we talked about it the last time he was here. We were we were talking about our actors and we were thinking about doing this one episode. And yeah, me and him agreed. Mark Wahlberg's probably our uh, number one each. And I mean, Lone Survivor, like you said, I said it's in my top five movies, and you said you got to be in the right mindset to watch a movie like that. Right, you know, and I sat down and I watched it the first time. And when that movie went off, I said, I'm probably never going to watch that movie ever again. Like once is enough for me. Yeah. Because it was, it was emotional. It was, it was a, it was a ride, man. That whole movie was just a ride. You never knew what was going to happen next. I mean, true story. Um, That's the, that's the thing, man, is knowing when you watch it, knowing it's a true story, that just makes it all the more profound. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, out, everybody listening out there, if you haven't seen Load Survivor, you've got to watch it at least once. And I say it's my top five movie. I've watched it two times in my lifetime. Two. That's it. I probably won't ever watch it again, but great movie. And another one, Four Brothers. You ever seen Four Brothers? Yep. Great movie. Um, Another one that comes to mind. You ever seen The Departed? Yep. That's that's early Wahlberg. I don't. That was gonna be one I said. Is that a horror flick? Nope. No. He's a he's a cop. No, I don't think I've ever seen that. And you got to watch that one. Okay. That's, a, that's a good one. Um, my favorite movie of his is The Shooter. Yep. Oh, I had that there. Yeah. Shooter and Ted are like my yeah, next. Ted's pretty. Good. Ted's, Ted's pretty funny. funny. Yeah. So anyway, we got Tom Hanks, Woody Harrelson, 
Mark Wahlberg. I'm gonna do, we're just gonna do it like a snake. I'm gonna come back with my two. Back to you guys. Um, number two for me is Paul Walker. Rest in peace. Um, Fast and Furious. The whole series. I mean, a lot of people said they they got bad through after five, which I mean they put some futuristic stuff in them, and I agree. But the first five I loved, and Paul Walker's. It, it was hard for me not to put him number one, honestly. But Paul Walker, number two. And another movie I like is Takers. Have you guys ever seen the movie yeah, Takers? Takers really good. That is a really good movie. It's so, kind of like Italian Job, which Mark, I was looking Mark Wahlberg's in it, too. Yep. Yeah, they kind of have the same premise where they're just trying to steal a bunch of stuff and make a bunch of money. And we can't forget Varsity Blues. I was going to say, he's oh, in Varsity yeah. Blues. Oh, no. Can't forget Varsity Blues. So Paul Walker, number two. Corey with K, what you got? All right, uh, I'm gonna go with let's see uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, Days and Confused. Yeah, another another funny guy again. I put a big long list of him. I couldn't pick one. If I had to pick one, I probably would pick Lincoln Lawyer. Never seen it. Really, it's a, it's really good. Uh, but Wolf of Wall Street, Interstellar, Fool's Gold. I really like him in The Wedding Planner. Yeah, with J Lo, and yep. then Days of Confused. Uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, he lost a bunch of weight for that. Like he lost like seventy five pounds to do that, and won like an Oscar and yep. stuff. Yep, <laughs> be a lot cooler if you did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he acts in any of them. I just think all of them. That's his personality. Hey, I tell you what, <laughs> one of his uh, earlier roles, but let's not forget about it. When he was a center fielder for the California Angels yeah. and Angels in the outfield. Yeah, that was on the on his list when that he was running back on that fly ball at the wall and the angel picked him up and yep. he slammed into the wall made that grab had a boy mcconaughey way to hang tough go get it son that's a good pick dg my number two is going to be leonardo dicaprio i, I was when i sorry to interrupt you but yeah, when, I, when i thought about your list i'm like i guarantee he has leo on it yeah guarantee it dude he's he's just so good man he um have you seen the revenant Mm-mm. Oh man, I haven't, I haven't watched a whole lot of movies here lately. Put that one on your list. Okay, The Revenant. He won Best Actor for that movie that year. Um, about. So it's I don't want to spoil it for okay. you, but it's set like out west, like back eighteen hundreds, and it's just it's just wild. Okay, he, I don't I I'm not gonna say anything. Right, I'll you gotta watch it. it. Let me know what you think, but uh. That's that's the main movie of his that come to mind, but dude, he's been in all kinds of good ones. He was in The Departed as well, um, and then there was another one that I really. Um, he was in Wolf of Wall Street too. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of yeah. Wall Street. I trying to. Oh, Blood Diamond. I really liked him in Blood Diamond too. That's a good one. I'd say my favorite one that I've seen him in is definitely Wolf of Wall Street, and I really didn't think I'd enjoy that movie, but I gave it a try, and man, I loved it. I loved it. I I would think that movie's right up your alley. Well, I mean, I didn't really didn't really know what it was about. You okay. know, I'm in uh, FYE back in the day, and I'm in the U section, and I see it, and I'm like, well, I seen the previews for this on TV before it was in the theaters. So I'll give it a shot. I put it in, man. I loved it. Yeah, there's there's one he's in when he was younger. I actually had to look it up because I couldn't remember it. But back in '93, there's a movie called What's Eating Gilbert Grape. That Have was early that? Leo. Like he's like he might be like 17, 16, 17 in it, but it's also got young Johnny Depp in it too, and, and that's a really good. Have movie. you seen that one? It's really, it's really good. Leo, Leo Back plays uh, Johnny Depp's little brother, yeah. and he's and he's um, intellectually disabled. Yeah. He's like developmentally disabled. Yeah, and it was, I mean, 
he was great. Yeah, it's really good. All right, good deal. Corey K, what's your number three? Did you do two right there? Yeah, I did two. Am I am I going three back back through? Yeah, yeah. snake draft. Yeah. Go back to back. I'm sorry. Okay. I got ahead. I got ahead of myself. So my third is going to be. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to go a little old school with this one, even though this actor's still with us. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Legend. Icon. Icon. I mean, he's been doing it since the '60s, man. He's he's phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. I mean. Nowadays, he does a lot of directing, a lot of writing and directing, and he's—I mean—he's directed some outstanding movies. Yeah. Um, the one I just recently watched was uh, the Richard. Uh, what's the name of him? Is this dude they got framed for Richard doing, Jewell? Richard Jewell. He was the producer of it and just watched it recently, and he's the—that was really good. That dude, he, and he produced it. I didn't realize that till after I watched it. One of his more recent movies that he acted in, and he might have even directed this mm-hmm. one too, is Gran Torino. Oh, I thought he was going to say his newest one, The Mule. I haven't seen that one oh, yet, but I heard mule, it's awesome. Mule's awesome. It's, but but the uh, I was I'm a big fan of his his westerns, man. His like old school when he had the the hat, the big cowboy hat with the flat brim and like the poncho with the over top the shoulders and the, six shooter. He always had the he had the six shooter and he always had that cigar in his mouth, just chewing on it and spitting on the dog's head. <laughs> Outlaw Josie Wales is my favorite uh, Clint Eastwood movie, but that's my third. I'd say mine's Gran Torino. All right. Uh, so my next one, I am going to do Will Smith. Will Smith. So uh, I didn't. Re- did it, these were just a couple I put down. Was Independence Day and all the Men in Blacks. Those are the first two that popped in my mind. Young Will Smith and Independence Day. I thought he did a really he was he was really good in that. I thought he did a great job acting in the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, that was another one. And what's what's that one what's the one movie called where he's got the German Shepherd? And I am legend. I am legend. I couldn't think of it until you started talking about it, but yeah, that's that was just pretty much him him and the dog the whole time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's really good. Could you imagine acting with just an animal? Like a I mean no, I can't. But you and this German Shepherd are—you're the main characters in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild to think about. All right, so that's a good one. My number three. I'm going to get into the comedy. I picked Mark Wahlberg and Paul Walker. They're more of like a action movie characters, I'd say. So I'm going to go with Will Ferrell here. Will Ferrell. Um, I—I've never met a person that didn't enjoy the the movie Step Brothers. All, all around great movie. One of the best comedies I've ever seen, probably Step Brothers, and Old School. Oh yeah, Old School. Will Ferrell in Old School when he's streaking down the road and he, he takes Snoop Dogg's mic out of his hand on that stage bed. Man, that was great. That's one of my favorite scenes of all time in a movie when he steals. He can snoopity doop. <laughs> <laughs> Steals that bike from Snoop Dogg and eats. Everybody, we're going streaking. Frank the tank. <laughs> Frank the tank. Fill it up again. It feels so good when it hits your lips. Um, dude, the thing about Will Ferrell that I think some people forget is he he ad libs so many parts of so many movies. Like he's not reading lines. He's not memorizing lines off the script and just and just saying them. Like he's just coming up with stuff off the top of his head. Really. And it ends up just being hilarious. I'll tell you one thing you should do, and some of them are funnier than the actual lines from the movies, is his outtakes from some of the movies. Dude, you look those up on YouTube. Step Brothers. Oh, man. His outtakes. I've seen the Step Brothers one. 
So I got Will Ferrell, and then I'm going to come back with my number four. And this is where it gets rough for me because I got so many people wrote down. But I think I would be doing myself a disservice if like one of my top three movies of all time isn't. And this guy didn't make my list. So I'm going to go with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, I mean, Dumb and Dumber. We've already talked about that on this podcast. But a close second in, in the uh, Jim Carrey movies, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Classic. The first one. <laughs> when he's finding the Miami Dolphin. Dan Marino. Yeah, man. He he ran the 90s. Jim yeah. Carrey was, yeah. the, was the dude in the 90s. You know what I mean? Liar Liar is also a great one. Cable guy. Yep. Fun with Dick and Jane. Is that what that yeah. meant? Yep. Fun yeah. with Dick and Jane. I mean, he's got a bunch of, we can sit here and name them all off. Me, but, myself, and Irene. Yep. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, and Liar Liar are probably my top three. But Jim Carrey, he's my number four. All right. My number four, I'm going to go with Robin Williams. Um, he, he grew up with just being like on TV shows, and then people always said he wasn't good enough to be an actor, but he's one of my favorites. And one of my favorites is Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. Followed by he's really good in Goodwill Hunting. And I, I really like its underrated movie called Bicentennial Man. Yep. Where like they create he's pretty much the voice of this guy. Or of the uh They like make him like a cyborg, don't yeah, they? Like pretty much just a machine who ha- ends up getting feelings and kind of goes through his path or and it's it's one of my favorites it's a long one but it's a good one i'd say my favorites most definitely mrs doubtfire oh, i used yeah. to love that movie yeah. as a kid oh, yeah. same yeah. still do and he's the same way man he he just makes up so many lines off off the dome as they're filming that end up get, being put in the actual movie i'll tell you another good one that comes to mind with him is hook yep mm-hmm. hook. hook he's real good in that one good pick I, I can't believe i didn't have that one on my list um think this will close you out dg four and five back to back brother that's crazy because i got so many names left here um my fourth and this one's going to be old school too paul newman he's no longer with us r.i.p um but he was he really was in a ton of good movies back in the 60s and 70s especially i mean he acted all the way up until recently until he passed um i don't know if you ever seen cars the animated movie yeah yeah there's an older car in that movie. He's like Lightning McQueen's like mentor. I don't know. I don't remember his name, but Paul Newman did the voice for that car. Um, but one of my favorite movies of all time that he was in was The Sting. Um, he was in Cool Hand Luke. He was he was just in all kinds of good ones. Um, he was in a movie where he was like a pool shark. I can't remember what that was called, but yeah. I don't expect a whole lot of people to know about him, but... Definitely, definitely look up some of his movies and check them out. You won't be disappointed. Coming back with number five. My number five is going to be Denzel Washington. Can't leave him off, man. Cannot leave him off. He was on my list. He was probably going to be my number five, to tell you the truth. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? He's got all kinds of them, but I want to hear your favorite. My favorite and it's just because I grew up on this movie, and it's 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 close to my heart. Remember the Titans? Yeah. Herman Boone. Herman Boone, man. Classic. He just completely sold that role as the coach of that team, and it's one of my favorite roles in one of my favorite movies, Denzel. You ever seen Training Day? Oh, yeah. 
What about American Gangster? American Gangster, he was excellent. American Gangster, I think, is by far. I, a lot of people say Training Day is his best, but American Gangster is mine. I mean that. I mean it's like a three-hour movie, damn near. But you never, you never lose interest in the movie. It's hard to keep someone connected for three hours. But American Gangster, man, just the storyline, fantastic, is wild. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I'll tell you another one. One of my favorite Denzel movies that. It was early Denzel. This was this came out in like 1989, I think, and there was it was loaded. There was all kinds of stars in this movie. It was called Glory, and it was a Civil War movie, and Denzel played a, a former slave who was had been freed because he was fighting for the Union, and he was dude. He was so good in that movie. Morgan Freeman was in that movie too. Matthew Broderick, Glory was excellent. But he's he's just a damn good actor all the way around, man. He's one of the best to ever do it. Oh yeah, he's. I would say if like they had a list, like some some big person made a list, and uh, I guarantee they're having Denzel in a top five actor of all time, for sure. Yep. All right, my last one. Uh, he's not probably super popular with everybody, but he's one of my favorites, and it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, probably my favorite movie of his is The Day After Tomorrow. Uh, there's love and other drugs and the Zodiac, but probably day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow's, I really like that. Yeah, movie. I've always liked Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. There's another one called October Sky that's real good. Yep, I remember where October they, Sky. Where they talk about uh, it. It was based in like the early '60s, and they're like trying to build rockets just like NASA or NASA is, and it's pretty good. That's a true story. Yeah. Now, you um, thinking just thinking of his movies, the day after tomorrow. You guys ever wonder how they make those movies? I mean, just. Like the ocean and the tornadoes and the fires and the snow. Like how how do you make a movie like that? I don't know. A bunch of CGI. It's, yeah, it's I know a that. Lot of, but it's a lot of green screens. Yeah, but yeah. Just what what all goes into? Yeah, it. that's what I was. That's what I'm asking. Like, I would, <sighs> dude. What I would love to do, and I thought thought this before, is I would love to just just watch a movie from casting all the way to it's done pro, pro, Post, full full all the filming is wrapped and it's. You know, they're starting to edit things. I would just be fascinated by that whole process. That yeah, would be man. so cool to just see. That would, that'd be cool if you could, like, buy a ticket. Yeah. And just be, like, part of the crowd and just watch it be made. Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. And, I, you know, I think, like, how how many people work on a movie like that? You know, there's there's all kinds of jobs that need, I need to be done. I guarantee hundreds. Like, there's all kinds of equipment. You, you're filming in different locations. you got to move equipment. Um there's people that like take care of all the food for the actors in between scenes. Makeup like, artists. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff that goes into it. Yep. It's just crazy. Okay, so it's on to my number five. Yep. Last uh, one. Yep, last one. Man, guys, I've got so many people here. Since, <sighs> since your last one, you can just rattle off a bunch yeah. of them and then pick the last one. Okay. Pick the one you want to keep. All right. Um, Paul Rudd. He's not my pick. Yeah, I love Paul Rudd. Funny. Knocked up. This is 40 role models. Um, I had Denzel. Role models. Also, yeah, role <laughs> models. Um, I also like uh, Vince Vaughn. Wedding Crashers, old school. Um, now I'm down to the two guys that I'm having trouble picking. I think I'm going to leave Jason Sudeikis off this. Horrible Bosses, Hall Pass, We Are the Millers. And he's got that new, is that on Netflix or Hulu where he's in that new show and he's the soccer coach? 
I haven't seen have it. You, I can't remember. It's you, on one or the other. Yeah, have you like it it's like a series that he he's starring in and he's like a soccer coach. It's a comedy. He yeah. has I don't think he has any idea how to coach soccer and he's being a <laughs> he's like a he's like a major league team coach. Huh. Anyway, it's on there. But I'm gonna go with Seth Rogan. Knocked up, Pineapple Express, super bad. I mean, this guy's freaking hilarious. Yeah. So Seth Rogan's gonna round me out. He's my number five. Is there anybody you guys want to mention that barely missed your list? Sev- several. Yeah, I have one real quick. I'm su- yeah. I, I'm gonna argue with him real quick. I'm surprised you don't have Sylvester on there. Sylvester well, Stallone. Well, let me get there. Okay. I was gonna say my one real quick was Jamie Fox. Yeah. He's a, he's never. I mean, he's had Ray and I think another movie where he was the main. But I like him as just like little characters like or i guess he was the main in django unchained that was my first one and then he's hilarious in baby driver and horrible bosses yeah he's really good in horrible bosses <laughs> yeah. um what, what was his name and wasn't it like uh, wasn't yeah. it like mf or something yeah <laughs> mf or something yeah. mf or jones mf or jones that's right they hired him they hired him because they thought he just got out of jail because he killed somebody yeah. but it was just for like tax evasion or something <laughs> Well, you got DJ. That's a good pick. More, um, Jamie Foxx was, yeah, that's a good pick. So my, if, if I'm just going to keep going here, um, like I said, I came in with like 11 and, uh, my 11th was Heath Ledger. Dark Knight is Dark Knight, man. That was the defining role of his career. Yep. Especially since it was the final role of his career. A lot of people argue his, his role playing the Joker is kind of part of, the reason that he ended up dying because, well, like, he got so far into it. He got so far into it. He was having trouble sleeping and he ended up mixing like a sleep, some sleeping pills with some other stuff he was taking and it just ended up killing him, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think he just got so far in that Joker role. It was hard for him to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And the Knight's Tale is one of my favorite movies. Knight's Knight's Tale is great. Um, He's good in the Patriot too. Yeah. Um, what was his first movie was with, uh, Julia Stiles and the 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, my 10th was Matt Damon. He's good. Um, good Will Hunting yeah. was a good one. He was in the Oceans movies. Those were great. All um, the Identity movies. What were, what were the yeah. Born, Born, Born Identity, Identity Born movies. Supremacy, Born Ultimatum, Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. All four of those. He was excellent. Uh, but my favorite movie he's ever been in is The Martian. Martian's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ninth was Sylvester Stallone. And, man, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. And the only reason he felt a ninth for me is because he always seems to be in that action role where he's just, like, he's ripped to the bone. He's just a badass. And he's, you know, he's violent. He's a pugilist. And... I guess like if he ha- if he was in some other roles where he like showed different sides of himself, it was if he was a little bit more versatile, I think he would have been a little higher on my list. But him in Rocky Four was crazy. Did you hear him and him and um, Dolph Lundgren, the guy that played Drago, in some of those fight scenes? Sylvester Stallone said, "Come at me, like we're not fake. This is not going to be a fake fight scene." I want you coming at me and I want you throwing haymakers and I'm going to be stepping into them. And during filming, Dolph Lundgren sent him to the hospital for like three days. They had to pause the whole production because he was in the hospital 
because he had like a severe concussion from yeah, from taking so many blows in the in the head. You talk about dedication to a role yeah. in a movie series. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Especially from that guy taking a haymaker from him. And yeah, and he was all roided up too. Crazy. Uh, Morgan Freeman was on there. Shawshank Redemption, probably my favorite movie of his. He's just, he's excellent. Tom Hardy, man. Tom Hardy is my dude. He is so good. Uh, he's been in a lot of, he's been in Peaky Blinders, which is not a movie, it's a TV series, but his character in Peaky Blinders is so good. My favorite movie he's ever been in is probably Warrior. you seen Warrior? Oh, yeah. Where he's an MMA fighter? Oh, yeah. Tommy Conlon? He's, <laughs> yeah. His character's just nuts in that movie. And then, remember what you were talking earlier about um, Will Smith and how hard it must be when it's just you and a dog? Yeah. And that's all? Have, have you seen Venom? The Spider-Man movie? No, I have not. Where he's like, he's like, yeah, he's in that. It's like a comic book movie. Yeah, he's he's the Venom, the he's, black Spider-Man. He's basically. Venom, yeah. And in the movie, this, I forget what they call it. It's like a, some kind of chemical that gets inside of him, and that's what makes him become Venom. But the whole movie, it's basically him talking to this voice in his head. That's the chemical. And it's like... It's this dialogue going on the whole time. He's just like walking down the street talking to this chemical inside his head. And then he's like playing two different characters. He's playing his character and then he's playing Venom. It's it's good. I mean, it it just shows you how talented he is. Yeah, that's a good call. Tom Hardy's underrated. He's got he was Bane in the Dark Knight. Uh a movie that he was in called Lawless. That was yeah, really good. He's good. He's Where great in Lawless. Him and Shia LaBeouf are in it. And then one that's underrated, it, it's called This Means War. Him and Chris Pine are fighting over uh, Reese Weatherspoon, and they like they're they're they're, they, they're friends, but they're telling that they're dating this new girl, and they haven't showed pictures, and end up being the same girl. Yep, and I've seen start, that. And they're cops, and they keep running. It, oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, he's good in that too. And in my last one, I'm going to mention, um, and this dude just barely missed my top five: Russell Crowe. And he's been in all kinds of stuff, but Gladiator is one of my favorite all time movies of his. I forgot to mention Bruce Willis and all the diehards. Yep. I mean, it's a classic series there. So I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't mention Bruce Willis. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed. If we missed anybody, send us in a voicemail. Send us in an email. We'll go over it on the next episode. Now it's time for the staple of the Sip and Serve podcast, the listener questions and the question of the week. But first, me, DG, and Corey K would like to say thank you to our sponsor, the Old Canal Smokehouse. They're known for the most unique craft beer selection, rare bourbons to go along with their amazing food. You can dine in, order takeout, or even have them cater your next event. Corey with a K, what we got? First question is from Jordan. If you could describe the perfect day, what would it be? Not a day of taking a trip or anything extravagant, but a normal day during the week that went perfect. What small pleasures happen and what makes them so special to you? I mean, let's just let's just say a perfect day during the week. I'm not going to say like a Saturday. I'm just going to say like a regular Monday or Tuesday. I'm going to sleep good the night before I wake up. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get energized. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to watch the sun come up, have an easy drive to work, not get behind any school buses, not get behind any tractors. It's a smooth drive to work. Get to work. Don't run into any issues. Smooth day at work. 
quick day at work, stay busy, get out of there, put your eight hours in, get the hell out, drive home the same way. I'm going to come home, see my wife, eat some dinner. I'm going to go out to the tree stand, hopefully see some deer, have a good night in the tree stand, nice relaxing night in the tree stand. Then I'm going to come home. I'm going to sit on the couch, talk to my wife, watch some football, watch some basketball, watch a few recorded shows I got on the DVR. I tell you what, I'm not too picky, man. I mean, it don't it don't take it don't take much to, you know, for me to have a good day. And I mean, the small pleasures, just let me see some deer. And I mean, no one likes going to a deer stand and not seeing anything. I mean, you just feel bummed at the end of the night. Let me see a buck or two. Let me see some doe walking out. It's the it's, the, it's like the best feeling. If you're not a hunter, I mean, you probably don't understand. But if you if you're sitting there and you got you got some deer on you, I mean, your heart gets pumping. It's a good feeling. So it's deer season now. And you guys are probably wondering, I forgot to mention this, you guys are probably wondering why you didn't hear a Tuesday episode this week. It's because we were actually recording on Monday, October 19th. This is going to be the Thursday episode, of course. And it's middle of deer season. I mean, the temps are dropping. It's getting important. So I'm going to try to drop some Tuesday episodes here and there, but I can't guarantee it because, you know, deer hunting. So anyway, that's what I, that's, I mean, that's my perfect day. I like that. And I'm kind of... My idea of a perfect day is a lot like yours. It's not really anything too out of the ordinary. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to wake up when it's still dark out before work. I'm going to get a workout in, and I'm going to come home, you know, get a shower, get ready for work, and I'm going to have. I'm going to take my first sip of coffee just as the sun's coming up. There's nothing like sitting, sipping, sipping some coffee, watching the sun come up, man. Um, for me... It'd be like a fall day, like mid, early to mid fall when the temperatures are kind of cooled off. It's not, it's not just stupid hot outside. Um, I go to work, you know, it's a good smooth day at work. Um, feel like I did some good things and made a difference here or there. Come home. Food's going to be a big thing for me on my perfect day. See, that's where I, that's, <laughs> I as soon as you started answering your question, I'm like, well, what are you having for supper, idiot? Yeah. So. There's one thing that I really enjoy that my wife makes, and it's it's like a uh, homemade, I guess it's not homemade, but it's like a uh, crusted chicken that she throws in the air fryer, and it's probably my favorite meal that she makes. And so I'm going I'm going to have some uh, crusted chicken out of the air fryer and uh, probably some macaroni and cheese. So I'm going to go with that on my perfect day. Yeah. Mine's probably going to be something that my mom makes, but my, my grandma's going to have to bring her mac and cheese. She uh, throws it in the oven, she bakes it, and it's got this nice little little crispy layer of cheese on top, and it's just, I could just drink it. But uh, I love mac and cheese on here. We love we love mac and cheese on the Sip and Serve podcast. Uh, my mom makes real good homemade mashed potatoes, real good noodles, probably have some of that. Um Maybe kick back and watch some kind of a game on TV with with my dad and the rest of my family, and uh, to cap it off, have all my good my good buddies sitting around a fire somewhere, just down in some cold ones and listening to some good music. Okay, all right, I like it. Next question is from Colin. Anybody who knows Rolski knows that Bush Light is his go-to. But I'm curious, what are some of your least favorite alcoholic beverages? Well, 
I got an ice cold bush light right here beside me right now. So that is my go-to. But the first thing that comes to my mind, one of my least favorite alcoholic beverage, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've never even tried it. Never even tried it, and I'm probably never going to. I don't know how you guys drink Bloody Marys. No idea. I don't know how. It's like, it's it. correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like tomato juice and like vodka and like olives and celery and all kinds of crap like that, right? Uh, yeah, I don't. I can't say for sure because I've only had one sip of one in my life because I'm not a fan either. <laughs> Dude, don't they put like Tabasco sauce yeah, and some, hot sauce? Some, some people do. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, how do you drink that shit? I don't know. How is that good? I don't know, but the people who drink Bloody Marys are in love with them. I mean, they are they, they got a real loyal following, mm-hmm. but ain't me. So yeah, my, you. Mine's, mine's Bloody Mary. That's my least favorite ever. That's... That's a good one. What you got? Um, I uh, I, I'm not a big fan of IPAs, like those real, real hoppy, thick beers. I can drink them, but I, I don't. I'm not a fan of them. It's just a little too thick, and it's a little too strong of a taste for me to really enjoy. So that's down there on my list. And my other one is really just anything that's got vodka in it, man. I'm not a I'm not a vodka fan, and I didn't really realize it till recently. But I just had <laughs> I had one too many bad vodka experiences in college, and I just I can't I can't really drink anything that's got vodka in it and really enjoy it at all, unless so, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. So vodka and cranberry, a screwdriver, everything's off the table for you. I can do a screwdriver because the OJ kind of overrides the vodka taste. Same way with the cranberry and vodka, but yeah, I'm not a I'm not a vodka guy. That's gonna be down there no i agree with you on the uh and i've said this before on the pod anything that's dark i'm not drinking i mean the ipas there's no way in hell i'm going to even attempt to drink one of them i like bud light and bush light make a little balter and i i'm i'm not going to shy away from a bud heavy budweiser but you get start getting that thick stuff man i'm out next question next question is from josh if you could take one feature from any animal in the world, what would it be? Josh! <laughs> Welcome back. It's been a few weeks since we had Josh on here. I'm going to be a cheetah, and I'm going to run fast. I mean, just think if you had the speed of a cheetah. They can, I don't know how, don't fact check me, but they can run like, what, 50 mile an hour? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I don't, it's just first number that came in my head, but I know they're fast. They're, they're really fast on their feet, and I just want to be quicker in hell. Think about if you could run like a cheetah. You'd be getting paid millions to run in these Olympics, these track stars. You could be a football star like Tyreek Hill. I mean, you could just beat everybody on streaks and catch touchdowns and uh, up and down the basketball court. I mean, you could do, if you had speed, I mean, speed kills. That's what everybody says. So think about, you know, like where the podcast studio is, and you can run 50 mile an hour. Think how quick of a trip I could go up there and get me a can of Grizzly Wintergreen and 12-pack of beer and be back at the house. 50 mile an hour there, 50 mile an hour back. Bam. Two minutes. Yeah. And that's checking out, too. Two minutes. I'm a cheetah. I'm quick. I'm probably going to be a... uh, I'm going to take the strength and athleticism of a gorilla. That's a hell of a linebacker right there. Oh, boy. Those things can climb. They can run. I mean, they're not as fast as a cheetah, but they can run. Mm-hmm. They're sh- pretty shifty, 
and they are strong as hell. Yeah, they're mean. They can be mean, too. Oh, yeah. You, be, you could be a hell of a WWE wrestler. Oh, boy. Those things are they are fun to watch at the zoo, but when one of them gets pissed off, I mean, there's plate glass in between you. There's. I was going to bring that up. Did you see, I, you know, I was doing a little research, you know, what's trending topics, and I seen an article about, I think it might have been down in Georgia at a zoo, a gorilla broke the glass. Oh, but they said there's there's they said there's six different pieces of glass in there and it only broke the middle because of the vibration. So they were still safe, but you could see like the crack in the glass. Everybody started freaking out. Oh, yeah. And the zoo people came out and said, no, 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 it's it's in the middle. You're fine. You're fine. It's crazy. I read about it. I'd I'd get the hell out of there (laughs) if I was in that exhibit. Um this is kind of off topic, but dude, have you ever seen the clip? It's a, it's at a zoo in Thailand, and there's this guy, and he's just standing there at the rail, and he's got like his little little three or four year old son there, and he's smoking a cigarette, and he flips the cigarette into the over the railing into the exhibit, and there's this like big orangutan sitting in the middle of the the grass. This orangutan walks over, picks the, <laughs> picks the cigarette still lit up from the grass. Walks back to where he was sitting, and he just sits there, dude. And he's just smoking this thing like he's been chain smoking for the last 30 years, You man. think that was the first cigarette that's ever been flipped in there? He does what he's doing. <laughs> he's just sitting there, man. You see him you see him puffing. You see the end of it start to glow, and then he's just sitting there. He's just he's ashing it, man. He knows how to ash the thing. It's, it's wild. Dude, dip animals probably sit there and watch people do it all day long. He's probably just sitting there he's waiting, a, waiting he, on somebody he, to flick it in there. Yep. Catch that tobacco buzz real quick. <laughs> Corey with a K. Cue the music. Sipping squad. On your feet. It's time for the question of the week. Brought to you by the old canal smokehouse. Once again. He's back at the top. He goes by the name of Marty. You are a mad scientist. You are about to put together two living creatures. Which creatures are you creating? I'm not going to lie. I read this question and I sit here before you guys got here tonight and I still didn't have an answer for it. But I came up with this. You know how they call the lion the king of the jungle? I mean, they're they're vicious animals. They could tear apart any living thing. What if I took the head off a lion and replaced it with a great white shark? A great white <laughs> shark's head on a lion in the jungle. Now, I mean, a lion's strong. Their their mouth is like probably their fiercest part of their body. Thinking about a great white shark's, the, the three rows of razor sharp teeth on a lion's body in the jungle. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm creating. A great white shark on a lion's body. Can that thing go in water? Good question. Could do both. Should be. Yeah. You know what? Sure. Because <laughs> the tail, the tail is going to be a great white shark too. 
So it's going to be land and water. <laughs> I was going to say, you're a mad scientist. You can do whatever you yeah, want. With so the we're going to have a tail shark. With four four lion legs. Four lion legs with the, the shark head. And then above the legs, we're going to have the fins too. So it can really swim and it can get on land. I mean, it's tearing shit up. That thing. Hoo-wee. <laughs> what a beast. Yeah. What, a, what an animal. I'm going to go. And this is strictly for the sake of athletics, just to see what this would even look like. But I was talking about the gorilla earlier. I'm going to take a gorilla and mix it with a human being and see what kind of athlete you get out of that. You were talking about being a mean linebacker. You can turn a gorilla into a linebacker. But a gorilla is still a little too unhuman. You know, but if you mix it with a with a human, then we got a, a good mix. We got a guy who can stand on two legs and run like a like a normal guy, a normal human. But you mix it with a gorilla, now you got a super strong human, a super fast human, and that would just he'd be a beast, just a monster. Football, basketball, baseball, any sport. Yeah. That would just be crazy to see. I think when Marty sent this question in, I'm not sure. And Marty, if I'm wrong, he said creatures. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not dissing your answer. <laughs> oh, I thought you were coming at <laughs> no, me. No, I was going to heat. No, I was going to say what he said he was going to be. He gave me an example, and I think he. I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but I think he said is he's going to take his upper body and put it on a horse's body. So he's going. He's going to have his upper body on like the horse. Like the horse's head's off. That's where his upper body's going to be. He's kind of like the legs of a horse. Like the dude from Mortal Kombat that's got his upper body on top of a horse, but he's also got four arms. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just going to be his upper body on a horse. I think I've seen that on a movie or something yeah. somewhere, or Mortal Kombat yeah. or something. But yeah, so Mar- Marty wanted to be his upper body with a horse. I'm trying to think what those things are called. Yeah, I was going to say they have a name for them. Yeah, I, th- I thought... I thought I seen them on a movie somewhere. Have you? Sometimes they're on. Uh, I don't. I don't know what insurance company it is. Maybe Progressive, but there's there's a guy and it's and he's half he's half man half motorcycle. You seen oh, those? Yeah. yeah, it's a Geico commercial. They call him a mo a motor. Centaur. 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 Yeah. That's that'd be that'd be crazy. You okay. wouldn't you wouldn't need. Well, you still probably need a need an automobile, but you you drive it way less, wouldn't you think? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, anywhere you could ride a horse, that's you could go there. You're on your own. Yep, and you go cross country. Just, Would you still have your arms and hands? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just probably from the belly button down, you're missing, but that's that's where the horse's body comes into play. I got you. You could give people rides. Yeah, hell with it. You'd be everybody's best friend, man. Yeah. All right. Good question, guys. We got a lot of good questions in the inbox for the upcoming episodes. Keep sending them in. Someone knocked Marty out of here. I know I got three or four sitting in the inbox for Marty. He's loaded. You guys better bring some heat to get him out of this spot. I'm going to tell you right now. That's going to do it for us. That's the end of our show. Hope you all enjoyed listening. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Guys, I can't stress this enough. This is really important you know, for us as a podcast. The more ratings we get, the more reviews we get, the more popular the show is going to show up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you haven't already, 
please give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sip and Serve Pod and like us on Facebook. Send in your questions to our email, sipandservepod at gmail.com. And also, don't forget to call us on our Sip and Serve hotline, 740-720-3537. BG just won an old, old Canal Smokehouse gift card this week. We got plenty more to give out. Like Rolski was saying, uh, leaving a review would, would go a long way in helping us out. And I'll tell you another way you could help us out, Sipping Squad, is just sharing the podcast with somebody you know that doesn't already listen to it. You know, a friend of yours, a work friend that needs something to listen to, something different, something interesting. Um, you know, the lady in front of you at the grocery store, the cashier, your florist, your nephrologist, whoever. You know, anybody you think could get some good out of it and find it somewhat entertaining. To the OG Sipping Squad, we appreciate you listening every week and tuning in. Appreciate the support. Keep it coming. I'm DG. I'm just along for the ride. I'm Rolski. Stay hot, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Sip and Serve Podcast. Tell you what, Big Ten football starts this week, Saturday. Big day. High State and Michigan both play. I'm just hoping Michigan can win one of their first five games. <laughs> Cross my fingers. I hope Ohio State beats Nebraska. 